Hey, what's going on? It's Coach Johnny back with the Performance Plus podcast today. I am joined by the one and only Pamela Gagnon uh, to talk about some strict standards for gymnastics. Pamela, how are you? Hey, Johnny. Good. <laughs> How's life? It's very busy, very exciting, very grateful for everything that's kind of, you know, been an opportunity and being able to help athletes around the world has been the most exciting thing since we started Performance Plus. Have you been traveling a lot lately or are you doing uh, mostly everything in Charlotte area? Yeah, not traveling too much, mostly in the Charlotte area. Um, Been going back and forth to Tennessee a little bit to work with some Mayhem athletes. Um, and, uh, so that's been exciting. And, um, I do zoom lessons from people kind of around the country, um, as well too, which is cool to be able to do that. Um, COVID brought that about, you know, like the, the life force of zoom. What's the, uh, the weirdest zoom consultation you've done with somebody so far? They haven't like, they haven't been weird because everybody wants to learn like the, the two favorite skills are usually bar muscle-ups and some sort of handstand walking or handstand push-up. Like those are the two, like I need help with. So everybody's at the gym. You're not like getting uh, some guy in like Omaha, Nebraska's living room who has like his naked seven-year-old child sitting on the couch or something. Because I luckily have everybody. Well, I put like a preface of like, it'd be really helpful to be at the gym. So you have like some equipment, you know, if I need a box or a band for you to grab, but um, yeah, so I've been, I've been lucky to not have anything too crazy and weird. That's awesome. What is, uh, what is your like digital age of coaching pet peeve? Like, do you have one? Um, no, I mean, the hardest part for me is spotting is just a huge po- portion of the gymnastic skills. So it's really like, I have to really move into like the, um, creative side of, of cueing because I can't tactile cue the athletes. Um, and so that's been really kind of a, a good challenge for me to be able to um, learn to coach through the internet um, and uh, and not be able to spot. So it makes, makes me more aware of how they move their body through space by having to really focus on the movement and cue the one specific thing. And I, I find like I give two cues, we do it again, re- repetition, and then I'll focus on two more. But. Very cool. I, uh, I've i worked with a couple of people online and there's been some experiences where I'm like, this is a train wreck. Like, and it's just like, you know, people are people and they got their, you know, they'll hang it out there sometimes. But uh, when, one lady specifically, uh, I was doing basic personal training online. Right. And like, she's somebody that I've worked with in person before. Uh, and she just had like, you know, zero cares when she's in her own home about like, you know, any sort of decency at all. Like no joke, like we'll leave the computer on and go to the bathroom, like in the bathrooms, like you can see directly into the bathroom. Like, I'm gonna leave the door open. It's okay. I'm like, Oh, it's not okay. But yeah. I've had some dogs in, in the training with me, you know, like videos and stuff, but yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, we're uh, at season one of the podcast. We're talking about prerequisite standards. And that's something that I think is uh, pretty unique to a lot of what we do is that um, we've 
you've basically set around some standards on gymnastics and said, Hey, this is what you need to do, uh, before you progress into the next level. And then given people lovely programs and our goals page and all these assets and, and tools to really help themselves progress. So, uh, this first episode with you, I just kind of want to talk a little bit about, um, what are these, uh, standards that you think people should meet, um, and, and why it's so important for the long-term development of their gymnastics. So, uh, let's just start with, uh, should people practice kipping before uh, before they have strict movements? Period. End of story. Um, no, <laughs> uh, no, no. So it baffles my mind. Like it'd be like somebody walking into the gym and seeing somebody, you know, do a I don't know, just say take a, a female walking into the gym and seeing somebody do a hundred and fifty pound or a body weight, you know, snatch and being like, oh my god, that looks so easy. Let me try that. Where like you walk into the gym and you see somebody do a bar muscle up. Oh my God, that's so easy. Let me try that. But nobody does that for the barbell work. They're like, oh my God, I could get really hurt. That's body weight. How can I learn that? Oh, I grab the PVC and I work three position snatch and then I grab a barbell and then I slowly add weight. But where it comes to body weight stuff, people don't realize that's your one rep max every single time, especially when you add on momentum, kipping. It's like three to five times your body weight of the force, you know, coming down um, from a bar muscle up or from a kip. Um, so if you relate it to weightlifting like that, the light bulb goes off and they're like, oh, yeah, you're right. There is like definitely training between point A and B and I shouldn't just be able to hurl my body through space and expect it to be easy. So it's really building a foundation and strength is the first, you know, strength and, and flexibility, mobility, what Zach does. Those are the two foundations. Where, where does it stop the foundation? I mean, and, and like you started in gymnastics when you were a kid, I'm assuming, right. And progressed. Your- at, at what point as a gymnast, do you stop working on those foundations and just never, right? Never. Like literally. Never. So that's the thing that I think, for me, right? I always say I'm like the leader of the middle of the pack for CrossFit. Like I'm like the most average of average CrossFitters. I'm, a, you know, uh, I can do many of the high level skills, but I'm not ever going to push that capacity past doing it. I find that people that are in my shoes, uh, often want to get to a destination of, okay, I can do bar muscle up now. And now I stop working on all these things. So how much time? Uh, should we keep dedicating to building that foundation after we have arrived at that skill? That's a really good question related to weightlifting. How many times have you done the Bergner warm up with an empty barbell? Literally every single time you warm up for cleans, jerks, snatches. So when you warm up for a bar muscle up, why would you not do the same thing? Warm up a three position bar muscle up, warm up the bar muscle up. Um, strict chest bars, warm up, strict bar muscle ups, you know? Um, so I would say it's really a never ending journey. And then once you become that games level athlete, yes, you have definitely built the foundation, but your warm up probably includes a lot of that body strength. Do you think that's a good way of like kind of sneaking some a volume, but be uh, like strict work into, uh, into a workout, like, especially if you're kind of short on time, right. And maybe you don't have a time to do a part a of, uh, gymnastic strength work. Um, it's just incorporate it in the warm up. Yeah, I think a lot of our athletes really use performance plus cause it's 10 to 15 minutes really as their warm up. Once they're, once they reach their goal, they're like, okay, let me go and do this program 
um, that that might be um, one of the prerequisites again, or go back to the gymnastic programming and use that as a warm up. It's an excellent portion to hit your muscle memory training as well too, and it will help you with all the barbell stuff. Like every. I can't tell you how many performance plus like athletes have DM'd me and said, Oh my God, my lift went up by five pounds after I finished the lats to fly. And I'm like, yeah, you're, you're not only stronger, but you're more aware of tension and body aware, you know, have that body awareness. That's the, the, the thing. My favorite part of like gymnastics is it's so proprioceptive, right? Like that it transfers to everything else that you're going to do athletically. Like, uh, and you see that, in CrossFit, but many other sports, right? Like the people that kind of like, uh, will instantly pick things up are the kids that had backgrounds in gymnastics. Like they may not be beautiful runners, but like other than that, they go out there and, you know, they can catch a football better. They can do many, many things just because they have that like body awareness and that ability to understand movement as it pertains to their body and space, which is really cool. Definitely. It's the, I mean, look at the hierarchy of development of CrossFit in general, you know, gymnastics is that foundation. Look at all the games athletes. They uh, many of the top games athletes have that gymnastics background. And the dude who started CrossFit was a gymnast at one point in his life. So I, I, there's probably some some bias to it being really good at that too. So moral of the story. Right, exactly. Right. Oh my God, the first time I, I was introduced to CrossFit, um, I, I, there was like, I think it was pull-ups or toes bar, I don't even remember, but I was hanging again from a bar and I was like, you know, I think it was 12, 15 years after college. And I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. I get to be a gymnast again. That's why I join CrossFit, you know? Hell yeah, that's, uh, and it's why you're so good at it too. You got to at all the things that Zach and I have to work on relentlessly to be one tenth as good as you. So, uh, what, as far as uh, progression up the ladder, so like, one, let's say we've got the strict pull-ups, um, we've started getting into kipping. Uh, how much strict work should we have as a foundation before we start moving into the higher and highest level skills? So, um, how many? Uh, how long should I hold a handstand for before I can walk? How long? How many strict pull-ups before I start going after bar muscle-ups or ring muscle-ups? Um, th- I feel like there's just not a lot of that information out there that's like a good guideline for people. Yes, that is an excellent question. There's probably not a lot of information out there because there is no magic number. And here's how I like to coach and teach coaches is watch your athlete under tension. Do they have full control? Can they rep out through... Um, you know, are they able to control the eccentric movement? Do they have the awareness to have an active hang through each strict rep or do they lose tension at the bottom of the pull-up? Um, for handstand, if they're wavering in their hold, can they pull back using their core and their shoulders? And do they have that understanding? So it's not necessarily like, oh, if you can hold, if you can't hold 45 seconds, then you're not ready to move on to the next stage. Well, Obviously, the more strict strength and the more um, the more static holds you have, the easier everything will be. So the answer is it's never enough. So I wanted to get bar, strict bar muscle. So the only reason I was able to do that was because I didn't just have one or two strict chest to bar. I had, you know, seven to ten really good hollow body ones. So if you want to struggle less, 
spend more time with this work, foundational mobility, and then you will struggle. But there is no clear cut number. The number is the more, more is better. And look at the control the athlete has through their muscles. From an emotional standpoint, right? Because that's some of the things that one of the things that I remember about CrossFit that really got me into it uh, was. I walked into the room very out of shape and there was pull-ups written on the whiteboard. And then the coach was like, well, you don't really have to be able to do dead hang pull-ups. We teach you this other way called... And it was almost like a sales point. Like, no, no, we can get you to do pull-ups without. But there's this very emotional element for a lot of people, right? Uh, that... um that kipping can kind of like get them to something that they thought they would never do in their entire life. So how do you motivate and stay motivated if you're that person that is just, let's say, kind of inherently weak or undertrained, and now they have to confront this the task that may take a while in reality of gaining strict strength before moving to kipping. And then they see their friends who just go, you know, it's one bad kipping pull-up, but like their best friend has that terrible kipping pull-up that they get to do in workouts and they don't. Like, how do you coach that athlete and tell us some words uh, so we can feel better about ourselves? Okay, yeah. Um, I think that there's a way to make it really exciting. And that is giving them um, s- progressions that they are successful at. And that are also fun. So nobody wants to sit in the corner at play, you know, when it's playground time in kindergarten every day, right? So it feels like you're being punished when you can't swing on the rig like the rest of your friends. So for a kipping pull up, break it down to, um, you know, five toe assist pull ups that they're successful at and feel how like strong they're getting. And then add five just kip swings where they're learning how to control the arch and hollow, or maybe they're just not strong enough to even do that. And they just do some shrugs, some hanging active shrugs. So they want to hang from the bar. That's the fun part. So give them the tools to do it successfully and safely and explain to them, Hey, we're going to get you here. Give me, if you don't like this progression after eight weeks, then come talk to me. I've never once had an athlete come talk to me. only had them come thank me for doing it the right way for getting them to where they needed to go safely in the right way okay i love it my shoulder doesn't hurt i can't believe how weak i was because i wasn't working the strength i've never been so sore i'm getting stronger now my goal is a strict pull-up this is amazing so yeah okay love it well thank you i'm gonna steal that and use some of that information for sure um last thing is uh when they're when you don't have the strict prerequisite and it comes to doing metcon or coming uh, for workouts for time, um, are there variations that kind of can deliver that same effect of of the workout stimulus without uh, without having to be lame, for lack of better words? Yeah, totally. So for you know. Yeah. So for handstand pushups, I'll have them do like, let's say it's 10 handstand pushups every round for five rounds. They're going to go do a 10 second handstand hold because what's fun about handstand pushups? The handstand. Then they're going to go do five um, tricep pushups or maybe they're, that's not advanced enough. They'll go do five box pike handstand pushups and then they'll move on. So remember, it's first consistency, then intensity. So not Everything in the workout has to be fire breathing all the time, but you have to make sure it's fun 
and that they want to come back. So what's fun in that skill? Oh, handstands. Everyone wants to do handstands. So that's where you break that skill apart. You can feel like I can achieve this. I'm getting closer. Love it. Do you do toe-assisted pull-ups and workouts? Do you have people do that? Or do you find that they use the toe way too much? Nope. I totally do it. And I'll cut the numbers in half because it really is strict. And I make sure they they really go on the like tip of their shoe instead of the ball of their foot. If I find that they're using the their feet too much, I have them drop a leg um, off the box. Fair. And then that's... Uh, do you use bands at all? Never. Not for that. I use bands a ton. No, no, no. That came out wrong. Not for, not for pull-ups. If I have an athlete that really, really can't even do ring rows, can't do... Which I don't think ring rows really translate well to a full strip pull-up. So I'll have them do seated banded pull-downs. So they're doing the negative of the... Um, you know, the pull up, that's, that's how I would use it. With them. Okay. Okay. Creative. I think that you, you might be the only person I know that coaches it that way. Uh, which I love it. And I bet it's way more effective than how most of us out there are, you know, throwing bands on rigs and just having people, uh, bounce up and down on those things. So awesome. Well, um, that was great. So uh, my big takeaways out here are always start with strict strength. Uh, build that foundation of strict strength and mobility, um, and never stop building. It's always a progress, or uh, always something we're going to be working on for the rest of our lives. The same way that making our back squat better is something we're working on for the rest of our lives, and that um, exactly relate it to you know weight the weightlifting world when you can. And then um, from the perspective of prerequisites, there's no right number uh, before somebody can progress, but it's a, a feel and a, a no thing. Um, and it's making sure that you actually do have some strict strength and some control, some motor control over the movement before progressing on. And more strict strength is always better. <laughs> more strict strength is always better. Love it. Um, and Zach and I have been doing, uh, doing this thing where he says some, in every episode, he says something really nerdy about like Star Wars. Uh, so we wanted to know, one, have you ever seen a Star Wars movie before? I have seen all the Star Wars movies with my boys. You have boys. That's right. So of course. Yep. Did you watch them? I watched them, but I did not pay as much attention as I should have. Okay. Do you have a favorite? Oh, do I have a favorite? Well, I just saw The Mandalorian with with my boys because it just came out, you know, this past year. Okay, so we'll go with that. That one was, yeah, that one was really good just because. But um, I'm always an original person. Like for me, the first of any series is usually the best, you know? Yeah, yeah. Right. Cause it's just like, I always equate it back to music because I worked in music. But when bands are young and hungry and have nothing and they're drinking more than they should, they always make the best music. Like Bruce Springsteen is it writing the greatest hits that Bruce Springsteen's written at, you know, 30 years into his career. Cause, you know, he's Bruce Springsteen. He doesn't need it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Like, right. Like, like the original Ant Man was better than the Ant Man too. So. Oh, yeah. Way better. Oh, yeah. did you just make an Ant Man reference? Huh? You made an Ant Man reference? Yeah. Just, that's the that was uh our Zach and I's other question for you is if you have seen a Marvel movie. So there we go. You you've knocked out two in one episode. So well done. Yeah. You got it. I I yep. I uh I'm working on going through all of them. I'm I'm maybe like seven, I maybe about seven in. 
Well, that's very like the order is kind of up to who you talk to, because there's a few different ways to it's like release date or it's like there's another way to calculate it. So I've been following my friend's advice, who is a huge Marvel fan. So I went in order. Okay. You can go down the nerd rabbit hole. There's definitely the the other way that kind of makes the movies make more sense in the store. But yeah, that's the way the way the better way to in order. That's awesome. Um, well, cool. Well, thanks for doing this. Thanks for clarifying all this stuff for us and for me especially about strict strength and as it pertains to gymnastics and really everything else. Um, for people out there that are struggling with this, I think our platform Performance Plus is a great great solution for this. Uh, I'm a person that like needs a program in order to accomplish things because if I just take the advice that you gave me on my own, I'm going to do it one time and quit. Um, so our programs, uh, first trick pull up, um, uh, ring, uh, strength and stability. Um, what else? Uh, there's a million of them on there. Um, that all kind of lats to fly is my favorite for like the rig. Lats to fly for especially for toes of bar. If you've never done that and you have problems with toes of bar, it fixes everything. Uh, but these are, th- are things that resources that we have for you guys out there um, that will systematically solve a lot of these problems without having to think about it too much. So um, if you have problems, always you can DM Pamela, you can DM Zach, you can DM our Performance Plus programming uh, Instagram page. Uh, but we're here to help. But those programs are great resources. If you guys are struggling with this, um, then it's a great way to kind of build on that strength. So anything else you want to add? Thanks for having me. It's fun talking to everybody. Okay. Very <laughs> cool. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll be back again next time to talk about uh, standards if you want to be a games athlete. So uh, see you then. Have a great day. <laughs>